It is now time for Lisa H. Fuller Ministries with your host, Dr. Lisa H. Fuller, right here on Gospel 1440 WMKM. Blessings and peace. My name is Apostle Lisa H. Fuller, for this is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Again, thank you for listening. I'm the Senior Pastor of Christ's Arms Reaching Everywhere Ministries. Visit us at ChristArmsReachingEverywhere.org and the overseer to Lisa H. Fuller Ministries. Visit us at our website at LisaHFuller.org. God bless you. Before we go any further, let's go to the throne of grace. Oh, great and gracious Father, we come before you humble in the mighty matchless name of Jesus. We give you glory, praise, and honor, Father. We lift you up and we magnify your name. Blessed be your name. Father, let something that is said and heard minister to the people, to the listeners, to the speakers this day, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, we invite your presence, and it is in your Son, Jesus' name, that we pray. Thank God in amen. 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 Always, we have a special guest. Introduce yourself in your own way. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for having me. My name is Franklin Joseph Savage. I remember one day, we all went to Second Ebenezer when it was on the boulevard. Yes. remember there were eight I remember walking into the pews we were at the second or the third pew the early 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 morning service and there were eight of you all eight men eight African-American young men you all went in and I got tickled they looked at me and I thought to myself this is just a typical day in our household (laughs) yeah yes I laugh at that but you know It's amazing because God has just moved in your life. I'm talking about, we don't have enough time in this one broadcast, but more than anything else, I want you to share, what would you say to young men, to young women that are out there and think that, you know what, the street has something and they don't want to miss anything. You know what I'm saying? And the reason I say that is because um, I've known you since high school. Yeah, yep, Uh, Southfield High. Um, Your doves came out before I did. And um, even back then, we we were very good friends back then. And he looked looked at me and he knew that one, I was a clown, but he knew that uh, God had something for me that I didn't understand that he had for me. A blessing to me, and um, I'm thankful to you, and I'm thankful to him that neither one of you let let go of that. Neither one of you just allowed me to fall by the wayside, so to speak. And um, I've become greater for it. And it, I would be um, remiss, for lack of a better term, to not try to pay it forward. I remember in the late 90s, being uh, very angry. What the people don't know 
about you is, is that throughout the years, you know, God has, I mean, you, you know, you're a father, you're, you're a, a, a strong anchor in the lives of so many people, you know, as far as stability. And what has happened is, is that someone who is out there, and the reason I say that is, is because when I remember, I can, I can recall myself, you know, I've had a lot of, in West Virginia, where I'm from, we had a lot of mentors. We had, a, and, and with us, for me, it was the people in our community, meaning at any time the door was unlocked, at any time you could go in the doors. And I'm talking about on our street, you know, my mother, people would come in and out. She'd cook cakes and stuff. They'd come in and out, always eating or whatever. And so it was yeah. everybody in our community that was a mentor to me. Yes. I grew up kind of the same way where uh, with my mother being a, uh, God bless her, being a critical care nurse, she was like, almost like the neighborhood mother. And when we would be playing basketball or football or baseball, you come to our house and you can get you some water, you can get you some fruit, you can get you some juice, whatever, what have you. But people not knowing what was going on inside the house or around the house they they didn't understand why you know this <laughs> this big head red haired guy would be so angry at certain times and um my mother being from rural ohio and my father being from rural mississippi a lot of those uh i guess you can call them generational curses were brought into our household and brought into my childhood with me and my three brothers and that's something that uh, I had to work through and I didn't even understand the pain that I was enduring as a young man. I thought that I was fighting through it myself, but I never was because I was raised in, in church. And as adolescents will, will do to young men, um, sometimes you lose yourself. And I lost sight of my upbringing. I lost sight of things that I was taught. At what point did you work through it or begin to work through it? I can actually remember, as funny as it may sound, it was actually a party I was at. An altercation started. I was like, no, I'm not going to let this happen. When I started talking to people, people started listening, but they, they were listening, but they weren't really listening. And then I got angry like I used to do. And then the whole complexion of everything changed. And it was a very negative thing. It was a friend of mine and your son that started talking to me and it changed my direction that night. That night, it changed my direction because I was very, I was very angry. And the way that they looked at me and the way that they talked to me, I changed that night what I was going to do. Because what I was going to do was going to be very, very negative. I was going to feed into that negative energy, but it wasn't me. So when I felt that love, it, it, it took me back to my upbringing and it took wow. me back to the word of God and the love of Christ and everything was diffused. And the next day it was like, okay, I got to figure this out. And I couldn't have a talk with my father or my mother or a friend of mine. I had to have, I had to sit down and have a long talk with God. And that, that, that first step got me to where I am today. And it's been a long, hard path, but it's been very worthwhile. So when you talk to God, and the reason I'm asking this is the, the, the purpose of this broadcast is for people 
literally outstanding men and women to share their journey, their faith journey, so that other people can, who are going through that, can say, wait a minute, this is what God did. This is how God did it. And if he did it for him or for her, he can do it for me. You know, someone who's literally on their last thing. So what did you do? I mean, you said that night and was wild. You said one night and you said it was love. So what happened? I mean, did you get by God? I mean, did you get alone with God? Did you cry out to God? I didn't understand exactly what happened until a couple of years later. Okay. Um, but I knew, I knew that I needed to do something because I was on a path of destruction. And I just, I was like, God, there has to be something better for me. There has to be something better for me because the way that I'm going now, I'm not going to last too long. And um, it happened to be years later where we went to Second Ebenezer. We were, it was me, you, and I want to say about four or five of the other people. And I actually have um, the sermon on CD right now. Wow. And Bishop, Van, wow. Bishop Van said something that I bring up to people to this day. And he was like, have you ever sat down and asked God to show you you? Because you might not be ready for what you're going to see. Mm. And thank God I was actually ready for what I was shown. And it showed me like, you have to change all this. If you don't change this, you're not going to be here. Not only will you not be here on this plane, but when you transition, you're not going to be here with me. This is not what I have for you. I have something way better for you. Hmm. So you need to get it together. I'm not going to force you, but I want something better for you. And I went from, long story short, at that time, I was training people at Jiffy Lube to work on cars. And now, um, X amount of years later, <laughs> I, um, I'm in maintenance at Ford Motor Company, training people to work on robots. And I have my own business working on cars. And I have several other interests and I'm a father of three and I work with my kids and thank God I see my kids no less, no less than five days a week as a divorced father of three. I've been very blessed. You said no less than five days a week as a father. No less. Divorce, no, no less, less a, than. A, wow, a, now that divorce. right there says something about your yes. level of commitment. Yes, as I mean, I work from five in the afternoon to five in the morning, and my kids are dropped off to me every morning, and I'm able to talk to them. I'm able to let them know whether they, whether they're willing and able or ready to tell me about problems they have or not. They know that their father's there for them, and um, I know when I grew up, I didn't, I didn't feel that with my parents, they're, they're still married, you know? So for me, being able to give my give my children that, that's, that's very important to me because a lot of young 
young adults don't have that. A lot of young men definitely don't have that, especially young men of color. And they don't see their dad out here, you know, smoking weed all the time and trying to do something that will take them out of the household or out of the out of their lives. They see their father working towards a goal. They see their father helping people. They see their father. They know that their father prays. They know their father. Their father's praying for them. I'm not with their mother anymore. They see their father praying for their mother. You know, I think that wow. that's very, very important. I couldn't have done this. I couldn't have been where I am by myself. It took a lot of people loving me and praying for me, and it took Christ saving me from myself in spite of myself so I could be the father that my kids need. And I thank God that I've always tried to be a private person and a positive person. One thing that I try to impart into my kids, if if it's my problem, I'm not going to make it yours. So you have three sons. What tell someone who's raising sons, a single parent, a single mother, a single father, especially a single father, what advice would you give them? No matter what, no matter what you do, no matter what your kids do, you have to give them, give your children, male or female, you got to give them love first. If you give them love first, everything else will fall in line. Uh, If you don't give them love, nothing's going to be right because you're going to have to force things. And I'm in a very weird situation. Um, It's weird, but it's not rare. Uh, A lot of people don't know that the oldest child that I'm raising is not mine by birth. Uh, I'm the only father that he knows. Um, I've been in his life since he was a month and a half old. He's never met his birth father. And uh, I love him. He's my son. That that shows the the level of transformation. And you yeah. said love. You said just love. Love them. Yes, you have you have to. Because they no matter what the situation is, they didn't ask to be in that situation. Now, my my second child, his birthday is the first of the year. And he was born premature. He gets he gets angry from time to time. So I try to work work with him to get through that. Like, look, man, I understand that you get angry. I understand you get frustrated. But you can't lash out. And you also can't internalize it. I'm here for you. Just like you can ask me to take you to go get a pizza. Or tell me about this new toy you want or whatever. Tell me what's going on. That's why I'm here. That's the real reason I'm here. I'm your father. I'm your father. I'm your father. You come to me about anything. I'm not judging you. I'm here to love you and show you how to build a foundation so you can go through life in a good way. Mm-hmm. And then my wow. youngest son, God bless him, he nine, he's nine, and he's autistic. So it's certain things that he's not 
going to grasp. There's certain concepts he's not going to get. And he's socially awkward. But it's so interesting seeing how intelligent he is and trying to work with him through his awkwardness. And Josh is nine years old, but he didn't speak until he was... Josh didn't speak until he was almost six. Wow. So trying to deal with a child, just trying to deal with a toddler, period, is a taxing job. Trying to potty train a little boy is, whew, that's a battle of attrition in itself. But dealing with that on top of a child that is not talking to you, that's very, that's very different. That bears witness to the love. Started, you said that you were angry and you knew you had to change and God was there. He met you, he received you and um, behold, he gave you gifts. I went from a person that had literally no patience for anyone, including myself. I went from being a person that had no patience for anyone to a person that has all the patience in the world for not only his children, but other people's children. I mean, I went from, you couldn't talk to me at certain times of the day to me having kids all around me reading during preschool and kindergarten. So love changes and God, God's love will change anyone as long as you let it in. Amen. As long as you let him in. As long as you let him in, God can transform anyone in any situation wow. into a positive situation. And that's what you did. You let him in. Yes. Amen. I am floored. I got to tell you this that blows my mind. You said you still have that CD. I'm telling you, that's amazing to me because we're talking, what, 20 years or more. Wow. And I, I listen to it at least once a month. The sermon was called Getting Clean in Dirty Water. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Wow. You just never know. What a blessing. Before we end, I never like to end the broadcast without giving someone the opportunity to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. And if this is you and you're dealing with an anger problem, you're dealing with unforgiveness, you're dealing with bitterness, you've tried everything, you seem like you're in a rut, you seem like you can't do any better, and you know that if you don't turn and change, that you will end up in a place where you don't want to be. Receive Jesus in your heart. God is waiting for you. He is there. He loves you. And he is waiting for you. Repeat this after me. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I cannot help myself or forgive myself. Forgive me. And help me to forgive myself and to deal with this unresolved anger, with this bitterness, with this unforgiveness. Jesus, bring love into my heart. Jesus, I believe that you are the son of God, that you died on the cross on the third day, and that God the Father raised you from the grave by the power of Holy Ghost. Lord Jesus, I believe that you're seated at the right hand of God the Father this day. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. 
I make you my Lord and Savior. If this is you and you have just prayed this prayer, we pray that Holy Spirit gives you the assurance of what it is that you have just done this day by receiving the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. Now it's time for you to do some work, to get into a Bible-based church that teaches and preaches and disciples the unadulterated gospel of Jesus Christ. Ask God to come into your heart and change you and to give you love and to make you love and to show you where you are. This ministry is connected with a network of 4,500 ministries throughout the globe. This broadcast reaches throughout the globe. We have someone on every continent, except for Antarctica, of course. But I say all that to say is, is that if you need a church home, we will do our best, prayerful best, to get you connected with a church that teaches the unadulterated gospel of Jesus Christ. Again, call us at 313-398-3131 or ChristOnTreachingEverywhere.org or LisaHFullerMinistries.org. Brother Franklin, give us 10 seconds of what you want to leave with the listeners. Um, there's something that I definitely want to leave with the listeners. Um, based on the climate, uh, the social climate of what's going on now, um, not just with these school shootings, but um, I work in a plant. And in automotive, in automotives, there's always been a lot of addiction problems. I just want to say that uh, if anybody's feeling alone, if anybody's feeling empty, if anybody's looking for a coping me mechanism, please reach out to people that you see that are working and trying to be positive. Don't, don't look for a bottle. Don't look for nothing in the pill or nothing in the powder or nothing in, that you got to roll up because nothing is going to fill that void like love. And um, that's, that's all I can say. Uh, love is the best way and you're not going to get a better love than what you get from God and what you get from Christ. Um, I've, I've, I've seen things that I don't wish on anyone, anyone in any walk of life. Um, reach out to somebody if you need some help. Uh, we all need help from time to time. And um, that's not that's not a weakness. That's actually the, one of the biggest shows of strength that you can give is to reach out for help and actually accept it. And then you Amen. can help others and it's a gift that keeps on giving. Amen. And the scriptures tell us that God is love. So love conquers all. Absolutely. Well, God bless you. I love you. We love you. But always, always, always remember that God loves you more. God bless you. Amen. God bless you. You have been listening to Lisa H. Fuller Ministries with your host, Dr. Lisa Fuller, Senior Pastor of Christ Arms Reaching Everywhere Ministries. For information on Christ's Arms Reaching Everywhere Bible Study and Worship Services, or to make a donation to this ministry, visit ChristArmsReachingEverywhere.org or LisaHFullerMinistries.org. For prayer, 
give us a call at 313-398-3131. That's 313-398-3131. It's gotta get better.